0: What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free people, F R W E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. You gotta talk about your uh, your
1: World Cup stuff now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're recording.
1: Oh, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, no, it was uh it was a hell of a game, man. 2-1, two penalty the, kicks. Did you get to watch the entire game? Pretty much. It was so it was on my iPad kind of angled away from anyone else's view. And I had the, uh, AirPod in one ear on the left ear. So, so my office, I'm sitting at a desk uh, here. My door is here. There's oh, nobody else in I my see, office. I've seen pictures of it before. So the, so the door is down there. So anybody that's looking in just sees me working on my laptop. Meanwhile, I've got AirPod in, iPad angled this way so nobody can see. And so, but I was, so I was working while listening and then occasionally watching. For sure. And, uh, yeah, it was a rough game. Like it was, it was not an easy win. Again, all, two goals, both by penalty kicks, both by Megan Rapino. Boom, uh, and then a bad goal given up on a bad clearance. But it was a like physical game too. I mean, Alex Morgan got knocked down like fifteen times in the game. Really, I thought there was going to be more cards, but uh, yeah, they're they're through, and their next game will be Friday against. The home team, France, 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 uh, who's supposed to be pretty good as well. That's like the team. This is the matchup. This is the World Cup, basically. On well, well, I
0: heard that, uh, that, that France, uh, like their women's have, or their, not their women's, their women have actual legit league over there. Yeah. Where it's like really competitive. No, this day. is
1: like a, uh, a, a, this will be Friday, I think, at like three o'clock maybe. Um, oh, I'm working from home that day too, so I can pop that on the uh, that sucker be, on what the What time TV. is it on? I think it's like, a, I think it's three o'clock. Okay. If uh, it's on three o'clock, geez, yeah, that, parked not, right in front of my TV. You're not watching that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it will be, uh, so definitely watch that. But besides that, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun, man. I, mean, I will say this. The, yeah, it's three o'clock. Um, the World Cup atmosphere is pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. It comes across on the TV well. There's a lot of. Uh, American Americanos there yeah. in France making some noise. Well, the big thing about the World Cup too is
0: depending on where it's located, because obviously there's been some locations have been. Awful, yeah. Uh, oh, but they sure. have they have some really nice ones. Like like I think they had, in, or no, was it the Olympics or what? What was in Rio? It was the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was the Olympics, and they didn't yeah. have like really big crowds or anything. Because then and it, they always pick these random cities. It's yeah, like, I know they try to help the economy, but then they have these, all these stadiums that yeah, never you know, use. Winter Olympics area.
1: is going to be in Italy. That's that's a nice little trip. Yeah, nice little trip. Hey, hey, do you want the show to go to no, cover the Winter really. Olympics? There, <laughs> it'd, be nice. yeah. it'd be nice. It'd be nice. No, good. you're right though. Sometimes they have them it. in uh, in countries where you're like. Who's gonna go to that country? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, France is a good location, and uh, hopefully the Especially women. Especially soccer over there is a real big thing. Yeah, so. yeah. So hopefully the women can knock that out and get a get a dub, uh, win a world. Did, you Cup. See if Sweden, uh, did Sweden play yet? They're they're round sixteen. I'm not watching anybody else. Okay. I'm only I'm, I'm all
0: in on USA. Yeah, I didn't check. I didn't check the uh, the stand-up. I usually do it before I go to bed or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously the, the games. I mean, it's not as bad as it usually is. Uh, you know cuz obviously you see some of the, the countries they go to it's like oh yeah they're playing at you know 6am and they wake up and watch it's like no i'm not gonna, i'm not going to be doing
1: that oh hell here. no no the, the, with the paris stuff it just happens to be in our afternoons which yeah. does make it kind of tough but mid afternoon mid
0: afternoon cuz usually it's yeah. like i think it's like 7 hours ahead Something like that. I know I know. Yeah. Uh, London, I think, is five hours ahead, I think. So it's like if you... I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this isn't um, the time zone cast <laughs> here. Yeah, it's not the time zone cast. Again, this is the D.C. crossover where we cross over all four major sports teams in the Washington, D.C. market. This is going to be kind of a truncated episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the Nats. Uh, but the main portion of this week's uh, content is coming from our... Interview yes. that we just conducted with Chase Hughes of NBC Sports Washington. You can definitely check him out on all the TV uh, channels of NBC Sports Sports Washington, whatever channel it is, that's what I mean, on whatever cable box you got. Yeah. Uh, or you can also check him on the My Team Sports app as well. Uh, that's a great app. has stories, videos, everything
1: you'd want on the My Team And on Twitter app. at Chase Hughes NBC. C.S. Yeah. Uh, check him out there too. Good follow on Twitter. Yeah, no, he was awesome. I'm really glad we got a chance to talk to him because you know you and I can blather on about the Wizards day in and day out. It's nice to have somebody with people want to know a little credibility the ins and outs. <laughs> yeah, a little credibility. Um, but you know what? Um, we're pretty on point with most of the stuff we're saying. I mean, yeah. again, we wanted Seku. Chase Hughes wanted Seiku. Yeah. We're pretty smart guys. <laughs> and he likes chicken wings, and we like chicken wings. Oh, this guy. He probably eats a lot less chicken wings than we do because oh, yeah. he looks like he's probably in pretty good shape. <laughs> um, Some type
0: of shape that's not portly.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah he does big, like beer, too. Like, what the hell? Oof, man, I've got pretty much... Twenty five to forty percent of my fridge right now because when you move, you have to rebuy groceries. Yeah, about forty percent of the beer, of the fridge is beer. Really, everything else is like uh, we're, we're slowly accumulating. Is that stuff. Did that beer move with you or did you buy it? No, I bought it. Uh. I bought some Dogfish Head, uh, American Beauty. Okay, and then uh, my buddy brought over some of left. It, it was like a collection of random beer. I think that he just had in the back of his fridge because uh. it was like two Coronas, like a, a cider. A couple like Miller Lights or something, and it was like in a little six pack that he created himself and brought over. And I was like, "I'm not, I'm not hating on this. Like, this <laughs> is great." So like, that's really all I have right now is beer. And then uh, first meal in the new house was McDonald's. By the way, so huh. I hope you'd be proud of me. Chris, not only Chris McDonald's, did. but Uber eats McDonald's. Oh, I didn't go you, and you, get it. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> you Didn't no, need to do that. I had,
0: I made them bring it to me. <laughs> I think I know what McDonald's you're actually talking about too, from where you're living.
1: Yeah, probably over there. And uh, is is it the the one <sighs> near? It was further away than I thought it should have been. Now, I don't know. Now, man, well, my, I, is it over by? It might, it might be over by Hooters. I'm trying to think. Wow, is it that far away? Maybe I don't know. Because you're on 50.
0: You're right on 50. Yeah, I'm on 50. But 50 is a big road. It so goes trying- through the entire United States. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought I there was know. a McDonald's over by the Popeyes and uh, the Mission Barbecue or something. Maybe that's it. you got a Mission over there. Yeah, now, we do have you? a Mission you know over that?
1: there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, wait, I'm so hungry, like, oh, even though man. I already ate dinner. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, a good first meal. I did a, got the ten piece nugget, and then I always get a McDouble on the side.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is I, just, hey, it's, it's, it's not a side but, dish. It's One dollar. I know. I know. Dollar exactly. fifty or something like that. I act like the, the McDouble is a
1: side dish. It's like. It. It's a double cheeseburger, basically. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd like uh, nuggets and fries. And yeah, can I get a McDouble on the side? Can I get another burger? Imagine ordering that at like a normal restaurant. Yeah, like yeah, I'd like can I substitute the fries for McDouble for For, 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 for for a double double cheeseburger. cheeseburger? (laughs) Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Look look at this guy. But it's damn good.
0: Oh man! But again, this is a truncated episode. Of the DC crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music, Ben Cerrone Mike Simpson. or Ben Cerrone and Mike Simpson. <laughs> wow, that's the first time I've ever done that. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> After like s- s- almost eight years of broadcasting, that's the first time I've ever said that. That's crazy. Uh, so we're going to go with that today. Yeah, those names don't sound quite right. No, right. not really. Not yeah. really. Um, anyways, <laughs> this is, let's just start the episode. That's a clown question, bro.
1: And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not, a, I'm not a kid. Write something
0: about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But
1: they This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello,
0: you play to win the game. Hello, and welcome to the DC crossover. We're Mister Simpson and Mike Sarone. That's I don't know that that doesn't make any sense either. Mr. I'm, I'm really running blanks right now. I don't know what it is. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's the DC. Crossover. Why am I Mister and you're just your name? <laughs> why I don't well, know. Why. I'm glad you didn't say why, Mrs. Mike Sarone. Why, why, why did I mix up the names earlier? I don't know. I'm gonna uh, I just I'm I'm going blank here. Uh, we had the interview, it's so, okay, so it's <laughs> so Monday. It's Monday. I, you're I think I used have... all my energy up for the interview. Okay. I don't know. That's fine. Um, but again, it's the DC crossover. We crossover all four major sports teams in the Washington D.C. You market as long as they're in season, or they have some news breaking.
1: Yeah, good thing you didn't talk like this in front of Chase Hughes. Oh yeah, I mean you actually kept your stuff together. In that I, do, I do. Well, that's the thing. I, I turned on the, I uh, flipped the switch. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say something stupid. So was was I He's he's gonna blow this for us So
0: So was was I That's why I kept like saying Okay well That's why when we had A little format there I was like This guy thinks This
1: is a legitimate podcast (laughs) At
0: first I think he did Then all of a sudden We asked him about chicken wings And he was like Okay maybe I don't know about this anymore
1: I bet he he agreed to do the podcast Before he probably went to the Twitter And saw like (laughs) Two followers
0: That's why I said That's why I told him I was like We don't really follow We don't use it that much But that was a good That was a good excuse Because we do use it plenty There's nobody follows us That's why I, that's why I told him, I said, if I, when I tweeted out, you can retweet that one. Yeah. If I, who knows? I don't know No worries. Really care. Anyways, again, this is the DC Crossover. Uh, this episode is going to be a truncated episode talking about the Washington Nationals. Uh, we talked about the Washington Wizards and the draft with Chase Hughes. Again, go below uh, this episode and check out that interview and download Rate and review that episode as well. And also tweet at Chase Hughes on Twitter and tell him how good of a job he did and thank him for being on the show once again. But also, again, we're talking about the Washington Nationals this episode. We're going to come into the Washington Redskins, and if the Caps have some news, we'll see if they have any news. But, again, the Washington Redskins, some Joe Theismann comments next week. On episode, I believe it will be episode thirty-six next week. But this is episode thirty-five, starting and ending with the Washington Nationals.
1: Three balls,
0: two strikes. The pitch, swinging a long drive, deep left field, going, going, As
1: Mister Saron said, it's time to talk a little. While. Is that who I am? Nationals. I don't know who you are. <laughs> time to talk. Some Washington Nationals after a very disappointing weekend. Now the weekend started off on a good foot. Mike, because I was at the game on Friday, I feel like I brought the team some luck. Yeah. I had myself. Um, let's see? I, I had the devil's backbone that they have there at the stadium. That, yeah, the top a, corner. A couple right? of that on, on draft, and yeah. then I had uh, uh, what do I have to eat. Some chicken tenders. They give you this weird brown plastic or brown paper box now. For the the tenders and the fries. Ah. And the problem is there are cracks, like, kind of in the box. So when I filled it up with honey mustard, you got honey mustard seeping through. It's getting all over the place, and I look like an idiot. It's not thick enough to keep the sauce in there? It's not thick enough. Uh So um, it was uh, a little disappointing. I I made it work. I just had to eat it very quickly. (laughs) Um, And then I got... uh, a uh, couple, couple Bud Lights as well, and uh, saw the Nats win. Ah, what's the what's, what's the price of the Bud Lights now? <laughs> uh, well, actually, the Bud Lights wasn't too bad. I think the Bud Lights was like six or seven. But the draft okay. was 13, which Jeez, was like, ladies. I mean, I'm really glad. What's the point of that? Yeah. so $13, was, you can go get a, like a 12-pack for that. Exactly. its It was not pretty, but uh, we made it work, and we did see a 4-3 Nats win on Friday. So here's the thing with the Nats. And, and you know, since we did the last episode last week, they were kind of heading into that Arizona or wrapping up that Arizona series mm-hmm. um, and uh, then you had this weird Philly week where rain outs, rain outs, and then a doubleheader win, and then a win on Thursday. You go into Atlanta series with some momentum, right? You've got three wins in a row against a division rival at the Phillies. You come into Friday, Strasburg's on the mound, and you win a nail-biter game, I mean, 4-3. I mean, this was something that the Braves jumped out to an early lead. The Nats come storming back in the fourth and fifth and win this thing 4-3 to in Dallas Keuchel's first start. Um, And, you know, I don't know about you, Mike, but I kind of thought, okay, here we go. This is what you and I have been waiting for. This is what we've been training for as fans. Here's where the team makes the comeback on the season. And then you go into Saturday's game, an absolute brutal loss, 13-9, after giving up nine runs in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Or, excuse me, yeah, nine runs. You're right. I thought that was a typo. (laughs) Um, Nine runs. You don't see that usually. In the last three innings combined, and then another garbage Uh, game on Sunday, losing in the 10th after giving up uh, two runs in the top of the 10th. And, uh, yeah, it was not a pretty end to the weekend, especially now that you're heading into the easiest end of the month you could possibly have. Three games against Miami and three games against my Detroit Tigers, who are absolutely fantastic. Garbage. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 it's gone to the point. So, Mike, I, I have. Uh, you know, I like to watch the Nats, obviously, yeah. and, I, and they're 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 kind of the go-to. But I like to occasionally throw on on, on a Tigers game in the background. You know, huh. uh, I'll maybe doing other things, and it's just it's come to the point that the Tigers are losing so much where like there is no, I can't remember the last time I actually saw them win a game. Wow, um, wow. which it, it's it's been a long time. But this isn't a Tigers podcast. So Nats wise. I'm sure you were also pretty fed yeah, up with this De- week. Detroit's performance. Has lost four in a row. Yeah, oh my gosh, like, Detroit's run differential is 142 in the negative. Okay, this, we're not. T- this how isn't a Detroit you, podcast. How do you how do you get that we're, low? We're, we're not talking about that team. Oh my um, god, but. Did you watch? Here's the question for you. Did you the watch, Royals are like what okay, time better okay, than. Okay, <laughs> okay. Did you watch these games on Saturday and Sunday? And I what? Did. Uh, you know, I, I didn't notice anything furniture broken when I walked in or anything like no, that. Well, for, I wasn't here? When okay, the game was going on? So I, I other people's furniture yep. are broken that you were Yep. There. yep.
0: Okay. Uh, the Sunday game, obviously, they uh, you know had, took it to extra innings and whatnot, and that's a situation where you have a pinch hitter come in and you just cannot let that guy you know beat you. You know, a pinch hitter late in the ball game is more so just trying to get the pitcher out of there and you're not leaning on that guy to do anything, maybe get a base hit or something like that. But then he ends up getting a home run and, you know, all these different things where it's like, okay, that that just kind of fell through uh, and we ended up losing that game. I understand that. But when you get off on the weekend and on a very good note, like you said, you know, 4-3 to three against Dallas Keuchel and Steven Strasburg, that was a game we had to win because Steven Strasburg was on the mound. Dallas Keuchel was on the mound for them. And you, you just, I mean... You just see a demoralizing game on Saturday. I mean, you're up eight to four going into the seventh inning. You have nine outs to get. And for some reason, I just don't understand. For some reason, you have to keep doing this Trevor Rosenthal experiment. And I don't care if you're up by 20 runs. There's no point. I mean, we saw it, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a couple months ago or whatever. When we had, uh, I remember it was 12 to one, and I told you watch this game. It's going to be 12 to nine or something like that. And it ended up being like 12 to eight or something like that. The final, and they brought him in, and they just he kept walking guys and hitting guys, different stuff of that nature you just cannot have you know where you sc- you go in there and you score 8 runs through 5 innings and hold your opponent to 4 and have a an 8 to 4 lead going into the 7th inning and let up 9 runs in the final 3 innings and have a guy like Trevor Rosenthal who can't hit the broad side of a barn with a beach ball I mean, you can't have a guy go in there and, and just say, oh, yeah, you know, maybe he'll 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 have it. You know, he had it on Friday. Okay, the guy couldn't do anything for the entire season, and all of a sudden he has one good outing, and you think, oh, let's throw him back-to-back days. Let's, you know, let's, let's do it. He's the first guy out of the bullpen after Anibal Sanchez has an okay outing, only let it in four runs, but he did go six innings. Yeah. You look at it, he literally had three runs, three earned, three walks, no outs recorded. His ERA as this uh, season – you know, for him, I guess you could say. I think end. it was twenty-seven.
1: It says right. It says right now twenty-two uh, point seven four. Yes, that's I knew like, there was a seven in there. Come, come so, now. <laughs> and that's and that's how he ends his his Washington Nationals yep. run because he was released. Um, at <laughs> I mean, that's a heck of an ERA. And then Joe
0: Ross comes in and he only pitches one inning, lets in five hits, four earned runs. I mean, you shouldn't have that. Obviously, they're a little bit taxed because of the double headers and different stuff of that nature, but. I mean, literally every single person in the bullpen that came out in that game led up a run, and and it, it, and they didn't pitch more than one inning. It just it just makes zero sense uh, to see that yeah. situation when you have you know Fultonevich that you you just murdered. In the first
1: four innings, he only pitched four. You literally got him. murdered him to the point where he's. Go- they're sending him down to AAA. Exactly. Because Voltenevich was uh, had such a bad start against the Nats that they said something's wrong with this guy. We're going to demote him. Exactly, and that's, that, yeah. that's that's just the point. It's like you, that, that's so
0: demoralizing to see a situation like that where you go in and you win the first game against Dallas Keuchel, who is the the highest profile starting pitcher, or even just pitcher in general, possibly up there, Craig Kimbrell you know, to be on the market, they go pick him up because they're, they're on a roll, and they're like, hey, this guy could just, you know, ease his way back in, yeah. he, he throws, I think it was like 101 pitches or something like that, in the double-A start or single-A start, whatever he had for the Braves, comes back, and he loses his first game because Steven Strasburg throwed, uh, threw a gem, and the Nats ended up uh, scoring four, and they won 4-3 uh, to three in, on Friday, and this is a prime opportunity because, like we said, you won three against the Phillies. Obviously, you have the makeup now that's scheduled for September, uh, mm-hmm. so that's a little bit late in the season, which might be you know it might have implications. We'll see <laughs> implications the, of whether or not uh, you who know, knows. Which if the Nats are going to have the last pick of the draft, <laughs> yeah, or the second last pick of yeah, yeah. the draft, and, and that's just the thing is you look at it and say you know that was just a, a key opportunity. Yeah, you, you, you kind of screw the pooch there. But overall. Cool. The, the, the one thing here, Ben, which I don't know if you've actually noticed this, because I haven't, because we're always looking at the division standings, right? So they are right now currently eight, excuse me, eight and a half back of the Braves, which obviously isn't that good. But the wild card is now something to strive for, because the wild card is actually a lot closer than people think. You look at the NL wild card, wild card standings, and they're only three and a half back. I mean, or no, not even three and a half back. They're only three back. Which is which is crazy of St. Louis and Colorado. Now, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to say that because those guys have been struggling a little bit. I mean, look at Philly; they've lost seven in a row. Uh, the Nats, you know, at one point they won five in a row. They've lost their last two. But again, like you mentioned, they got Miami, Detroit. I think Miami again, and also the Royals at least I think as well before the All Star break. Yeah, which is going to be detrimental if they lose any of those series you have to win every single one of those series if not you know throwing a couple of sweeps in there because you need to get ahead of the curve right now before that or before that all-star break hits with this wild card standings you have to be with maybe
1: one game out sure or two games out maybe no you're right you're right I, I think there is an opportunity there I don't think the door is completely closed and I think we found the savior Mike because at 7:31 p.m. Jamal Collier reported that the Nats will call up Fernando Rodney ahead of Tuesday's series opener Louise. in Miami. Rodney will he become like a, he has like an 8 ERA He will Oakland, become the think. oldest active pitcher in the major league. he leagues. like 42. 42 years Jeez, old. Louise. He is uh twi- no, I was going to say twice my age, but you're not that would be 52, but he's basically that. <laughs> um, he Good started the there. season Good with the there. A's, was released in May, again by the A's uh, after giving up 15 earned runs. Yeah. Uh, for a 9.42 ERA, and then he was pitching at Triple A Fresno uh, for the past month, uh, where he's pitched 4.50 ERA in Triple A. So I'm sure this is going to go great. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be a really great move for the Nats because well, I mean, this, it, it, <laughs> we, it tends to work really well to, when we put in uh, aging, uh, terrible relievers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is usually he used to be good like move. back
0: in the 1980s, uh, but <laughs> overall. I mean, uh, like I said, you're playing Detroit, Kansas City, Baltimore, I believe, is also a team in there that you have to sprinkle in there, and Miami. Yeah. Those are like the four – possibly the four worst teams in all of baseball. And somehow yeah, you got sure. this blessing that you got this uh, you know, handed to you. Which I mean, look at Detroit, Kansas City, and Baltimore. They're fourteen, fifteen and a half, and twenty and a half out of the wild card spot. So their seasons are done skis. And then Miami, how bad they are. They're nine and a half, and they're the worst team in the National League. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at this schedule, you have to go into this this whole entire stretch and say our starting pitching is pitching really well. Hopefully Patrick Corbin can can keep on this little this little streak that he has, where he had three bad ones and then he had a great one. Uh, that we really needed him to have a great one against the Phillies, and he did. Uh, then obviously Scherzer and Strasburg. If you can have three, of the, three of those guys, and maybe sprinkling Sanchez, and then uh, you know that that Austin uh, Austin, Austin Vogue, Vogue. yeah yeah. yeah. He,
1: he, he, I don't think he's going to get a lot of starts. Cause he, they brought him up, and they might yeah. send him back. Yeah, yeah but no, he, he, he pitched pretty damn well. Yeah, the other he day he too. did. He did pitch well. No, you're right. I think uh, over these next uh, there's four four series before the All Star break. The, the Nats have to take two out of three or sweep every single one yeah. of these series you cannot lose a single series to Miami, Detroit or Kansas City heading into that break. It's just simple as that. If you do, then you know the season is tanked yeah, at that they, point. The, the,
0: the O's you have a, you have a two games at Camden Yards uh, the the second series after the All-Star break obviously yeah. you the They Phillies. love
1: to put those Beltway games in the middle of the week yeah. too. Cuz somebody can drive, you know, from DC to Baltimore for a 705 game and get there for uh, you know yeah. the 6th inning get, I guess get, is probably how for the, a hot dog for I remember I once went to an orioles game after work and i think it took three hours to get to the stadium where normally it takes an hour with no traffic if you're yeah. driving from around here to, to baltimore with no traffic on a weekend it's like an hour hour 15 yeah. after work during the week so of course they schedule all of these games during the week even the series in dc is the same thing yeah. so i like how the people that scheduled this beltway series don't seem to understand what the beltway is uh, tr- <laughs> yeah, exactly trust me this whole entire
0: uh, season is a terrible schedule I mean, I don't know who put it together, how it's put together, whatever. This is a terrible schedule because I believe a ton of the Phillies games are during the week. And that's Bryce Harper coming back. Obviously, they, they made the schedule before Bryce Harper even signed. But still, it's like it, that's just, like, terrible for us. <laughs> yeah. We can't go to the games. And if you go to the game during the week, you have to go there and you have to stay there or, uh, you know, down
1: in D.C. Oh, of and traffic it's, it's an all-night thing. I it mean, Friday was a regular Friday game. I got home at midnight. I mean, that's exactly. – <laughs> It's just With the Metro terrible. and everything like that. But so, like you said, and yeah.
0: like, like we're mentioning the whole entire segment pretty much so far, you have two series against the Marlins, six mm-hmm. games – three against the Royals, three against the Tigers. It's 12 games right there. You have to at least, I would say, at least win eight. At least win eight. You're right. I mean, try to to make a stand here. I mean, try to make a statement. Your pitching's doing pretty damn well. Obviously, we had uh, the bullpen issues to start the season. Then we had a sprinkle of little injuries in there. And then our starting pitching started lacking a little bit. But now everything's kind of starting to flow. You're actually having the hitters go out there and play really well. Howie Kendrick is still on on, on a tear, which is crazy. He's hitting 335. Yeah. You know, Anthony Rendon 310. Juan Soto 305. You know you have these guys. Trey Turner's 283. You know Kurt Suzuki whenever he plays 275. So these guys are playing really well. You have the core group of guys. You could say you know three of your top five hitters or so uh, hitting 275 and above. So that's pretty damn good to have. And even Matt Adams, you know, his, in his start so far, because obviously Ryan Zimmerman supposedly is coming back here soon. Uh, Matt Adams, he had a grand slam the other night. He had seven or eight RBIs. He's hitting two fifty four, which is pretty damn good for him at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, and also Brian Dozier. You can say Brian Dozier. He, he's he, starting to get hot. He yeah. sucked a little bit, but now he's averaged up two thirty five instead of, what was it, one oh nine or something yeah, was, like that at it was, one point. It was pretty bad. Uh, so overall, these guys are playing, you know, up to snuff right now. Yeah, they're uh, playing
1: better. I mean, and those were winnable games. The offense did what they needed. To do on Sunday yeah. and on Saturday, um, it was the the bullpen that let them down. Is the bullpen that's let them down all season? I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of the case. And now the the Nats are scrambling to bring up these guys that haven't, you know, these guys that are forty two years old and hoping they can work out. Yeah. Um, you know, because not only there's him, there's also Johnny Venters who's in the system who has had, I believe either two or three Tommy John surgeries. And they're, they're hoping that he can, you know, make an impact. So the Nats have kind of handcuffed themselves. There's no real prof- prospects in the system that are healthy and the reliever side of things. Yeah. Um, there's no real... You know, free agents out there and, um, you know, trades are the last possible thing they could do as well. So we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll keep an eye on them uh, this week and see how they do again. Their first game will be tomorrow, if you're listening to this, on Monday night late. Um, The Nats' first game against Miami will be on Tuesday and then uh, we're getting closer and closer to the All Star break as well. So I think maybe next show, what you and I will do is uh, we'll go over a little bit about uh, the previous week's games, and also talk maybe a little All Star preview or something and like we'll that. See. If you know Rendon uh, should be making that team, well, it'll I hope be a reserve. he doesn't. Honestly. He'll be a reserve. Uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't go because well, I'd rather him. Who I mean, I'd rather him sit at home. And yeah. Well, he won't be a starter because he's not even in the top three of voting right now. Um, it's uh, the disrespect is crazy. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I don't think there is any nets on the now. The, they're the third place team in the N.L., so they shouldn't have that many spots. But there's at least like four spots taken by Braves guys. It's wild yeah. or more. So we'll see how that plays out. And then, as you said, we'll definitely get into some skin stock next week. Um, maybe talk a little caps off season and kind of keep going. But again, please be sure to check out the other episode, the Chase Hughes interview. He was great um, and a pleasure to have. Have on the show for sure no
0: doubt about it again definitely check out all of our social media outlets at the dc crossover on twitter at sarone 16 for myself dc crossover podcast on facebook dc crossover.com for articles and everything i like and also again as always check out the podcast in our interview again with chase hughes of nbc sports washington right here on the podcast apple podcast google podcast and google play music until next week happy what do you want to call it ben um Wizards post draft. Wizards (laughs) post draft interview with Chase Hughes week. All right. There
1: we go.